So this is a Sunday afternoon, UK time, two o'clock. I'm not sure which part of the world you're viewing now. Here, UK, Atamarabati, it's a bit cloudy and already autumn season. This morning, during the work period, I, uh, some of the people already sweeping the leaves on the ground. So, uh, uh, certainly we see the change of the season. And uh, uh, today's uh, title, if I remember correctly, something like Voices in the Head, Mara, Divine Messenger or Deluded Thoughts. And um, well, here for the Sunday talks, uh, some suggestions are made. And uh, after Ajamaro takes uh, some part of titles and then uh, rest shared by a few more senior members of the community. And uh, I chose this one. Um, just when I didn't think so much, but uh, when I saw it immediately, oh, this is about uh, thinking. So maybe important theme and I can relate to it. But uh, when I uh, Look at the title again. Mm. Uh, I wasn't sure how I would be able to relate to the person's actual question, so I hope what I'm going to say, um, uh, may, let's say, makes sense to uh, some of you. Or, and uh, so thinking. As a human being, uh, thinking is a very important uh, function, and yet maybe it's not e easy to live with it, or maybe some of us even we do not see in that way, but at least uh, I do, and also I can say the more we practice, like meditation, we see uh, the presence of thoughts and then can be uh, challenging. And uh, so today's title, uh, even to say, Voices in a Head, Mara, Divine Messengers, Deluded Thoughts. So. Uh, even among those thoughts, it can be particularly more specific, uh, like a very irresistible, um, tempting, or uh, so convincing, or sometimes even the vision, voices. Uh, so uh, among the various kinds of thoughts, let's say, a bit more striking or even more difficult to handle. Um, but uh, I still think the nature of the thought, thinking, has similar uh, aspect. And when I think of thinking and the mind, I often uh, think of Ajahn Chah, 
Ajahn Chah's uh, simile about the mind. And when I read meditation sessions, I often quote uh, this. And very, it is very simple. Uh, he would say, uh, the mind is just like a um, Huarampong station. Huarampong station is the Bangkok uh, central terminal. So he says, just, just like a, a train station or train terminal, uh, the train comes and may stops for a while and it, it departs. Very simple. So the mind is also, it may have various, um, let's say, mental activities such as thoughts, feelings, uh, memories, images, mental impression, various kinds of mental imp impressions, activities, yes. But just to see, it's just like a uh, train and then train station. In the, in our mind, we experience things. Some we like, some we feel uh, disturbed, some we see the value, some we do not understand, some we see, we feel familiar, and so forth. But just simply as uh, the trains come to the station and they depart, comes and goes. Very simple. I, I, I believe this is uh, quite simple to understand and easy to relate to. So when we think of our mind, and just this simile of a railway station, mm. uh, what we can understand is first, maybe, okay, Maybe it's getting uh, towards my, my understanding too, but uh, just this is just a train. I mean, as I said, trains sometimes, uh, there are fast trains, slow trains, crowded trains, uh, new beautiful trains, old ones, uh, sometimes many trains, sometimes trains come in orderly ways, sometimes not. Sometimes station is pretty much empty and so forth. And uh, usually we make a judgment, oh, this is I like, this is important. But uh, instead of uh, going to the detail of various trains, but just uh, remembering this simile, it is simply trains are coming and going. So we can uh, see things in a very different way uh, more falling into the uh, area, uh, realm of judging, uh, value judgment of this and that, rather staying away from, from that state and just resting in, uh, you may say, the place of station. Trains are just trains coming and passing and can be anything. Um, 
And uh, just, just I uh, mentioned this, and I'd like to uh, talk about uh, today's theme of um, voices in the head, can be comparing thought, convi- convincing ideas, and so forth. And when I think of this convincing thoughts uh, and so forth, uh, I, I, I have to think what kind of things can be an example. And um, like as a monastics or practitioner, we some of us may have experienced during the meditation or during the retreat time or some particularly quiet time, somehow, uh, let's say some voice, message, come into our mind. And so sometimes even so real, what is that? That kind of things. I do not have so many of it, but uh, uh, like when I, um, it was before I uh, became a monk, I was still, still traveling in India, and uh, I wanted uh, uh, practice meditation in a meditation center. And my idea was to stay there uh, quite some time without any plan to leave. So really, sort of sense of commitment. And then one week, two weeks, and just one word. It's not like, like a vision or voice, but just a, one word came into my mind. Uh, in, in Japanese, yukyu no indio indo So in, in English, something like a land of eternity, Indian subcontinent, something like this came into my mind. And uh, I would say, that's it. <laughs> so uh, instead of my strong, clear interest in staying there, practicing meditation for some time, yes, I need to see this special place in India. So uh, in a few days, I tidy up my stuff and life. I left the meditation center and then went on to, let's say, see Ajanta's cave, uh, Ajanta Elora's cave, a couple of Buddhist places, but uh, just uh, it was a um, very uh, clear incident, incident of uh, clear experience. Until then, sort of steady, nothing, but just one word, a land of eternity, Indian subcontinent. And next moment, I'm, I was different. So it's, uh, uh, to me, this, I, I don't know if this is a voice in a, a brain as this title, but one example. Another one, when I was uh, uh, later, I became a monk, and it is uh, um, just before 10 years as a monk, I think, and um, I have a, I am a graduate of medical school, so I have a medical background. And then the beginning, particularly beginning of my uh, training as a monk, challenge was, if I phrase it, what am I doing here? What about becoming a doctor to help people? Something like this. So it is a painful or challenging thought. And at the beginning of my uh, monastic training, I needed to talk with senior monks to 
raise my question or doubts and why I'm doing what, uh, so because I probably didn't well understand what I was doing and on the other hand in a sense being a doctor helping a society has its own clear value in a certain context and then uh, being a monk practicing a meditation sometimes it is invisible more difficult to understand so uh, until I really uh, become settled, became settled in this monastic form when I had a doubt. Uh, this is an often question. But uh, with the help of the teachers, I, I managed to uh, continue. And then uh, I think about when I had the 10 reigns or something like this. And by then, uh, I felt quite content uh, with uh, my life as a monk, Buddhist monk. And uh, I was involved in building a new monastery, uh, enthusiastic too, uh, but then I was given the opportunity to have a, a period of meditation retreat, possibly a few weeks, a month, something like this, staying in a small kuti in a forest. And then, this time again, the thought came up. What are you doing here? How about going back to the world or lay life to be a, a medical doctor and to help people in the world? And I was then about just before 40, and so the uh, another word, uh, the, more word was, it is a time to do before you become too old. And then, uh, different from uh, the questions I had at the beginning of my monastic training, first period was more like a really, I know this is uh, challenging and difficult, and I have to think that, so uh, it's not like a, some clear question, but it's a heavy what to do, that kind of taste, but this time, Rather, I was okay in a quiet uh, accommodation in a kutti and so forth. And then this word somehow came in. Oh. And uh, it's, it's not like, okay, now I have to think, shall I continue? It, it didn't become like this, but uh, uh, how shall I say? Yes, it had a clear presence and it had a clear impact to me, but just I was with it. Um, and I didn't think uh, what to do or is it right or do I need to do, not follow into the uh, thinking, but just, uh, oh. And uh, uh, maybe it, it, it was with me a few days, um, but uh, just to make it short, when, when, when the, this retreat was over and I uh, went back to active mode uh, of my life there to help building a new monastery, nothing 
was disturbing me. Um, so this kind of experience. So uh, do you say this one is Mara or divine messenger? If I had taken it seriously and if I had left, I wouldn't be here now. So you may think it is a Mara, or some people think, well, that was a mistake. You should have thought well then. <laughs> so people may think, so, it, so uh, uh, divine messenger, divine message, or Mara, or deluded thoughts, you know. And also in a more intensive situation, some of the situation, even I hear some of uh, the meditators or monastics would have actually more painful cases of uh, what we would call hallucination or really some particular voices. You shouldn't do this or people are criticizing you. That kind of painful um, but very strong and clear voice or images, or uh, somebody I know, uh, no, somebody I do not know, but uh, this is a friend of somebody I know, this person can hear, I think, some voices of, for her, sort of special being or divine being. And then uh, the person would talk with this being, what shall I do? May I do? Is it the right? So uh, it was a sort of reference to her life. Exactly, this is a voice in her head. So that kind of uh, more difficult or I would use the word serious situations. Or, uh, or another category is like a case of addiction. Um, nowadays, uh, computers or smartphones, uh, the addiction to the uh, information contents on the uh, uh, internet, many people cannot come out of it. The people even do not recognize it as an addiction, but pretty much trapped in this, this kind of addiction, or a more classical case of alcoholic or drug, this kind of addiction. And then the voice is like a, a just a little bit. Today's just exception. Should be okay. This kind of voice, very tempting, inviting, and this kind of voice we hear, how to cope with it. Or Another category or uh, group, let's say, is more like a word based on some righteousness, certain ideas, uh, often religious passion or political views. And um, today is 19th of September, it's only uh, a week ago, 9-11. It's a uh, 20th anniversary. And I still remember uh, two, 2001, that was uh, 
my first year in this monastery, Amaravati, and uh, I was attending Lumpur Sumedho's 10 days retreat, the retreat center here. And one day, the first, after first group sitting, as Lumpur was coming out from the shrine room, I was walking just a few meters behind, and one of the uh, retreat center managers approached him and then spoke to him very quietly, but even from the behind, I couldn't hear anything, but I could pick up her facial expression or just the atmosphere. Something's not right, something in quite tense. And then probably Paul didn't say much, but again from facial expression, I got really that kind of uh, response. And then soon uh, we came to know what had happened, or actually what was happening in the States. Uh, those days, uh, we didn't have so much internet, uh, internet facilities in this monastery, but still uh, we, we were able to catch up the, the, what, the news. And then, although it was a retreat time, quite a huge shock to everybody. And the uh, following year, 2002, just like this, um, Sunday talk, my very first Sunday talk I was giving. And the title I don't remember, but then a question and answer session started. And then the audience, this is a, uh, now COVID time, we don't have any visitors from outside, but the usual time, uh, quite a number of people sitting in the sala. And so question and answer time, people start talk about 9-11. And one year, it is still uh, quite uh, fresh, painful, uh, let's say tragedy. So uh, the people are fully charged with various emotions. So somebody talked about it and probably lots, uh, lots of anger, even the sense of revenge, that kind of tone. Actually, heavy, heavy words. I don't remember what exactly said, but I remember that tone. And then later, the other, other person said, what, what's happening here? This is a Buddhist monastery. And uh, it, it, it is not uh, right to uh, to give in to the sense of revenge or that kind of uh, anger that's not right mm. but the, that person also but pretty much charged with strong emotion so I was sitting in the middle and initially I couldn't relate to what's happening <laughs> and then but uh, even somebody strongly feeling about what's happened one year ago and then just one year anniversary, I'm sure on the television and the various medias, they were talking about it very intensely. So the persons affected uh, by, influenced by this heavily, but the other person or the other party also uh, was reacting with their feeling and the words. So I could see 
um, well, and also the word was used, evil forces. You know? So, in fact, just uh, even they talk about a very strong word of revenge or something similar, but other people also talking about uh, some kind of Buddhist term, but apparently the, the emotion was not peaceful at all. So to me, the whole thing was, this is exactly what, what we would call evil forces are looking for. And uh, um, so this is, I don't know how I managed it, probably I couldn't say much, just I, I was a person in the middle, uh, half sitting quietly and then listening, oh, I see, yes, that kind of things I, I was doing, I believe. Um, but uh, just this is also very important, good example of uh, voice in the head. Mm. You, we can't think this terrorist attack or suicidal attack, this is ridiculous, but uh, when we think of why they did this, how it came, but it is to do with some belief. Yes, I got to do this because this is important. This is uh, maybe what uh, God praises even. Uh, I'm not good at talking about the God, but uh, so it is very serious belief, serious voice. I, I, I think it is, I, I, I understand this is not that simple, even that suicidal, uh, the people of suicidal attack, at the moment of when they do this attack, they need to have some drugs or something to just numb all the fear, worry, and so forth. It's, so it's not like a straightforward uh, passion of doing something very important. Uh, surrender to this and that. Yes, various emotion challenges, but in the end, they did. And uh, so this is very painful example, but human beings or human mind can do. Just when we have something in our mind. So, uh, uh, today's theme is not necessarily foreign to us or in particular situation. Yes, you may think this uh, terrorist attack or no, this is some people of extreme uh, ideas and then well, we have to protect ourselves. But uh, when uh, we meditate or we practice to see how our mind is. We, we, we have the word anicca, dukkha, anatta, impermanent, unsatisfactory, and non-self. And then the, the thoughts is actually, when we think of uh, this anicca, dukkha, anatta, particularly anatta, non-self, or dukkha, unsatisfactory, it's not something we can control. It can be anything, and it can be not necessarily reasonable, not necessarily beautiful, and, and uh, but when I come back to that, that uh, simile of train, uh, station and train, rather than thinking, worrying about this train, how to make these trains in order, 
where can I find the be- most beautiful train? How can I get it over uh, the, the, the uh, bad trains? But uh, when Rumpocha said this simile, it's just uh, pointing up the nature of the mind. This is just simply mind, how mind functions. And in extreme case, such a disturbing train can come. So, uh, so now we need to know anything is possible. Yes, anything is possible. And if I am allowed to use a strong word, horrible train can come. And how can we take care of this mind, which is, can be quite tricky. And uh, just I'm now focusing on this kind of terrorist attack or extreme thoughts. But in, in fact, what is behind is like a religious faith or righteous, often righteous anger, that kind of, uh, in our world, attachment to thoughts, views, faith, and so forth. And how can we take care of our mind when we may pick up this kind of uh, extreme trains? And uh, I have to say, it's not easy, because in this quiet environment or ordinary situation, how come we wouldn't do that? This is uh, too extreme. But when we go, when we are in a particular uh, situation, social circumstances, social norm changes, and so forth, it may become different. I always think the one example is, I'm a Japanese, and then uh, uh, until the war ended, the wartime, the whole nation believed in one thing. Well, uh, one thing is maybe not the right word, but uh, to, to see, hold certain value, and then uh, continue the war. Thinking of the, uh, some divine country, uh, the word divine, and a very, very serious belief. And then so many people, precious lives, both uh, Japan itself and then the people of other countries are victimized. But this is also one particular uh, ideas in faith, faith, belief. And just when the war was over, when Japan surrenders in 1945, and people realize that was completely wrong. But just if we go back a little bit, yes, maybe some had the question, but basically the whole nation just believed it. So it did happen. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, human beings can do very 
unfortunate, unfortunate things by starting just holding certain views, ideas. And particularly, if somebody is holding certain view on his own, on her own, still relatively safe. Mm, safe is not the right word. But uh, once we start reinforce the same tendency of thought, let's say certain group of people, or in a, right now in a social media, you just share the same news, and it's true, now suggestion comes from internet. We think we choose, we read the news as we choose, but actually uh, 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 AI is kind enough to give us all the suggestions, just uh, almost like a reinforce our tendency. And we talk with the people, we associate with a group of uh, people to have same kind of ideas and just reinforce the tendency. So it is getting more and more difficult. So. Um, how then we can stop from doing something not just unskilled, really, I would say, evil things. And uh, as I said just earlier, it's not necessarily easy because just we have this tendency both in each ourselves plus our human condition as a society. So that's why... Um, one thing we need to recognize is the value, importance of uh, uh, moral, or for us, uh, or the, or the uh, Buddhists, we use the word sila, or morality, which is maybe considered sort of old-fashioned or limiting. It's not really exciting or cool, let's say. But... Uh, this, once more, uh, looking at uh, aspect of morality, it's a simple question of uh, even under the name of what is right, can we make others unhappy? Can we damage others' life? Like when I came to monastery, um, one of the important words and the striking word was uh, attitude towards righteous anger. Before I came to the monastery, yes, what is right? What is wrong? Let's say social justice, what is fair, unfair. This, I am aware of those terms too, but when I was taught the danger of uh, righteous anger, just based on even something is very right or important, but if we act on righteous anger and uh, do something against our moral code. You know, so, so I th saw the value not to worry, but uh, often in the terms of right and wrong. But uh, morality is not about uh, social value or fair and unfair, but about uh, action of each of us. And uh, 
simply like a, for mona, uh, Buddhist five precepts, not killing, not stealing, and so forth, we may think this is a, we, do, we may not pay much attention to it, but uh, even the Buddhist teaching, um, most uh, concise, summarized Buddha's teaching is Oada Patimokkha, uh, just three lines. It appears in the Dhammapada as well, but the three lines uh, do good, refrain from the evil, and purify the mind. And the last one, purify the mind, is about the meditation and the liberation, yes. But uh, it also says first two lines, do good and refrain from the evil. The second line, uh, it's talk, it talks about the morality. We of, sometimes we think of Buddhist practice nowadays, uh, we talk about uh, mindfulness and so forth, and meditation, but actually whole uh, comprehensive teaching of Buddhism is it, it has moral as well, because we know, or well, Buddha was aware human condition, the weakness of the mind. Mind can think anything. Mind can believe anything. So that we need to have a clear sense of boundary. And uh, as I said, once we are trapped in a strong emotion from within or reinforced by people around, it is very difficult to have proper perspective. So when we are in a relatively balanced, uh, let's say normal circumstances, it is a good time and important to pay attention to this area of morality. Just, I'm just going back to example of 9-11. Why, uh, why certain human beings can do such a thing? It's based on strong belief. But we are capable of believing something strongly. So how can we stop it? And uh, uh, the recognition of importance of morality and when everything is reasonably okay, remind ourselves, yes, this uh, commitment to the moral is a foundation. And uh, oh, now come back to uh, divine messenger, or mala, and so forth. Well, in short, my understanding is even very convincing thoughts or uh, uh, irresistible ideas, tempting uh, words, and so forth. But it, they are simply trains, but often we cannot see in that way because we are so used to uh, be on a train or we are so used to talk about a train. We are almost always doing how to develop train. How many more trains? How can we make this is more beautiful? 
how can we make it in a more orderly way? Or how can we not have a trains? Or in the case of uh, a strong voice in the mind, actually we are already sitting in a train, no other ways, something like this. Then, when we talk, uh, when I talk about, or when we talk about this train in the station, how can we recognize actually whole picture? There is a station. Station. Station is a place of, uh, in my word, the peace. And uh, instead of just we follow our tendency to talk about trains, my thought, this is the best thought, or I don't like this thought, I need to get rid of, Find, not find, recognize the peace or the, in this simile, the play, uh, station, peace. Uh, forest Sangha calendar this month. Um, Sorry, Ajancha's monasteries have a calendar, for Sangha's calendar in September. The picture, a photo is Rumpo Jandi, Ajan Jandi. He's one of the senior disciples of Ajancha, and he's the same generation as Rumpo Pasano or Rumpo Sujito. And his picture was sitting at the, uh, win- next to the window I think in the monastery in Portugal. And Ajahn Jandi is, um, I never lived with him, uh, but uh, my uh, sort of uh, image perception of his, he's a very gentle person. And then uh, he has gentle smile on his face. So uh, just this image of him sitting next to the window of uh, a Christian monastery. He's not doing anything, but just a, a presence just reminds me of peace. Or very similarly, uh, this is what Rumpo Smedo mentioned to us some time ago uh, when he came to UK to start a Sangha here, where uh, Non, uh, just surrounded by non-Buddhist culture com- uh, compared to uh, what's happening in what he experienced in Thailand, where Thailand is a fully ex- established Theravada Buddhist country. You don't have to worry anything. You have just uh, uh, so much support and guaranteed uh, environment and so but once you come to London, nothing is sure, and yet people expect uh, him to function 
develop this, develop, uh, do that. So apparently it's not easy. But then uh, he, once he got a postcard, I think, postcard of uh, an old uh, gentleman sitting again next to the window. And then the man, gentleman uh, holding probably a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, and they say doing nothing. And then he felt, oh yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. Of course, it's not like he's not doing anything. In fact, as a leader of the Sangha here, at the front, he had to make a decision, he had to face the challenges, he has to that he had to receive all the praises as well as blames. And then he was a person of, he is a person of responsibility. But not only all of this, that, but uh, he recognized actually what I'm supposed, what I do is here, just like this gentle, uh, the old man holding a cup of tea or cup of coffee, staying still, that kind of peace. So what I, am, what I want to say is we often, almost always, we think of nat- uh, trains, how to improve, where is the answer, where to go, both in our daily life and even in the meditation, how can I get this state of mind? That was good meditation. Ah, it was a waste of time. So we're just probably thinking of uh, these trains. But uh, it is important, remember actually, station is available. Or often Rumpos Medos uh, mentions in his talk, you know, space. But the space or the station doesn't have a, any weight or taste or color. So we are not used to. And then going back to the mode of where is the answer? What can I do? What is the problem? Just the thinking of train, train, train. If we have this mode only, then when we have a strong word, uh, like a di- whether we can think is it a divine message or a mala we would not have a perspective and we just uh, can be lost there and uh, to me if the person the, the, the person created this question uh, the title the, the mala or divine messenger or deluded thought, and the person is asking how to discriminate. Is this the divine message or uh, mara or deluded thoughts? My basic attitude to it is, rather than making a judgment of this is right or wrong or great, but it is a train. And we stay in a place of station, 
or a place of peace. And if there is answer to come, it will come. But if we become identified with these thoughts, ideas, voices, we may not be safe. And I'm just, I'm doing back and forth, uh, extreme case of uh, terrorist attack, serious belief, uh, belief in certain views with passion like this, um, it becomes very difficult, or a case of addiction, impossible to come out. So uh, that is all like a simile of a train and then a station, just we, are, we only see trains and just live, um, trains become everything. I'm not saying train or thoughts our mental activity is wrong, we shouldn't have it. No, it's not like a refusal or rejection or dismissal. If it is that, this is another train. But uh, if that trains or ideas becomes everything, it is dangerous. Because when we got it, we are okay. If we do not get it, we become very stressed, or we, we will fight for it, or we can become lost. So always the perspective, uh, balanced perspective, open perspective, is safer to be, like to be in a place of station. Um, Sorry, um, it's longer than I thought. So uh, um, I need to just uh, summarize uh, for today's uh, title. Um, I talked about this uh, nature of the mind, uh, quoting Rumpocha's uh, simile of train and uh, station. And um, mind can think anything. So that kind of recognition and how to cope with this tricky uh, matter of mind. The first of all, uh, I mentioned about the importance of morality, which we may not see it's so important, but actually not. When we see our weakness, limitation, which comes from our simply nature of the mind, uh, we cannot uh, forget about have a clear sense of a boundary. It is our responsibility, moral responsibility. And also when we handle with the mind, uh, we, we, tend, we are often limited our experiences or practice meditation. Just we think of, I use the simile of train and the station. Train means state of mind or what we experience it. And then we make a judgment, and it becomes everything. And in my 
uh, understanding it is not safe, it is not peace. Rather, uh, we need to appreciate the presence of station or uh, peace. Um, so, five to three now. Shall I continue? Or... Okay, let me continue. Just uh, I, now, uh, questions. I we received the questions through website. Um, have you heard of conversion therapy? This practice of trying to change an individual's sexual orientation from homosexual or bisexual to heterosexual using psychological, physical, or spiritual interventions. What would Buddha and or yourself say to those who think being gay is a delusion or mental disease that need to be cured? For example, tradi traditional Asian parents of gay children. And the uh, next question, but probably same category and it's from the same person. Did anyone ask Buddha what is the source or root of romantic and sexual attraction? What I think Freud called the sex drive. As a gay man, Physical appearance and sexual attraction are still a key part of my looking for a partner. Even as, a, as I grow older, is this simply a voice in the head that I can change so I can broaden my search to consider a man's, a man's character more than his appearance to be romantic partner? What might be Buddha's or your thoughts on this? And how can someone who is a single cope with being alone, being with one's thoughts, and the deep loneliness that can happen when living on one's own? Looks like a sudden change of subject, but uh, actually it is to do with A strong question the person has. Um, so uh, this person is a gay man, he says, and a very strong word, what would Buddha say to those who think being gay is a delusion or mental disease that needed to be cured? Oh. 
and example traditional Asian parents of gay children. Well, what I can see here is uh, suffering, suffering of both. For example, this case, uh, the person who is gay and the uh, traditional Asian parents. Well, generation change. So uh, for older generation, well, the example of Asian parents, simply they cannot understand. And to me, well, doesn't mean they're right, but also they have their own views plus their own sense of care, concern about their children. And because of attachment, strong attachment to that, strong attachment means there's no perspective around it and then judgment becomes uh, one-sided, no space around and harsh. And the result is the children feels totally rejected or somebody would think uh, being gay is a delusion or mental disease that need to be cured. But uh, underlying uh, condition is I can also sense that the parents suffering. To have a understanding, mutual understanding between two different generation or different cultural group, something like this, is not simple matter. I'm not very different. Um, situation about myself being a monk and that being a monk my parents wouldn't understand at all um, and this and I had to I wanted them to understand me because they are a very important person because I love them and I believe they love me too but we couldn't understand each other. Well, now, now I mean, both of them died, but later it became okay, but a long time from the beginning, there wasn't any meeting point. Well, this is very different uh, uh, matter, but uh, in the case of sexuality. Nowadays, the later generation or current generation is getting more and more open to uh, the idea of sexuality, while maybe two, three decades ago it was very difficult or impossible to talk, particularly in Asia, I believe, uh, or had a very heavy biased views. And uh, often these ideas, views are, are socially formed, and then something we can become used to. It means if we are not used to, we just fall into rejection, avast ideas. And for the parents, it's a pain. They want to love, they care the children, but they cannot understand at all. So, um,
But when I read this, um, I picked up just a heavy sense of suffering from the person, but also from the uh, parents. And uh, what can be said who think being gay is a delusion or mental disease that need to be cured? But still, this is a very heavy statement. Of course, I cannot agree. Suppose if I am with uh, these parents, suppose, what can I do? First, I need to listen to the, these parents, their pain. But if they are to say uh, their son's condition is wrong, they should be cured. Why do we say this? Why do we say this? Why do we perceive like this? When we see anything we cannot understand, we see something we cannot agree. This is, I can do the same thing, I'm not for the different thing. Oh, I do not understand, I do not like it, therefore we should get rid of it, or they should change. This is a pattern of mind, which is very painful. And if the parents, well, or if somebody has this attitude to other fellow human beings, that attitude itself is really causing a pain, suffering to himself, herself. Although he may think this is ridiculous, I cannot forgive that kind of strong, you know, just exactly the same as strong voice in the head today. Sorry, today's theme. And once we have very strong faith, how can we come out? I do not know, but suppose if I am this, with these parents, it takes time, but first of all, I need to listen to them. But also, If possible, at some point, I'd like to talk about 
how mm, I can't find the right word, but how we can relate to a person in front of us. Yes, this case is maybe parents or somebody we do not know or somebody we know long time. But this is just for some reason we meet, for some reason we are together. And uh, do we like to be the attitude of we want to fix this problem. We want to make this person to please me or agree with my way of seeing the world. Is it really kind? Is it really something we'd like to live this life uh, for the rest of my, our life? Is it really happy, peaceful state of mind and this kind of life do we want to lead? You know, so uh, I'm just looking for the word, but uh, to recognize, yes, there is a suffering. I cannot understand. I cannot like this person because this and that, but it's a suffering. But also recognize to see somebody else as he should be, he shouldn't be, that kind of, just based on, let's say, category, and then even I use a strong word, fix. Is this a peaceful, is this a happy state of mind? Or actually, that idea itself has quite a pain to recognize it. And then how do we or how do I want to be like this? So that kind of uh, genuine recognition or sincere recognition of how we want to be, recognizing the state of mind when we judge somebody he shouldn't be. Actually, it's a horrible state of mind. He shouldn't be when you say this. I am a right. You are wrong. Well, when we are uh, sort of uh, charged with righteous attitude, we can be like this, but when we stop and just really taste this sense of, I am right, you are wrong, is it a horrible state of mind, isn't it? And do I want to be like this? Do we want to be like this? So uh, I'm just repeating, but I believe our genuine state of mind cannot be like this. But some, somehow, for some reason, we are lost in some ideas. He should be, she should be, or I should be. So this kind of strong arrow to attack somebody, you are wrong. But also that one, if it comes to ourselves, it is very painful too. I am a wrong person. I'm not worthy. Well, people say this. It's a talk about the self-esteem, even that kind of things. But uh, when we, oh, I'm, I, I, I believe I'm talking about this, um, our judgmental attitude when we think of particular of other human being. So 
Is that really natural and a safe way to see other human beings just in the right of he is right, he is correct according to that, this. And then we know all this is very much relative judgment, but we really believe it. And then we say, he's okay, she's not, you are right, I am right, I am wrong. Do we want to live like this? I'm just uh, repeating myself. So, uh, And this, like, a, uh, okay, this particular question about the gender issue or the opinion about certain things which agrees or we do not agree. But also today it seems how to be with our thoughts, like we sit like this. And I'm actually starting point is recognizing everything as it is, pain, pain, in this case, pain of being a gay, pain of being rejected by others, not understood by the parents or receiving heavy words or the parents this and that, not, not the sense we shouldn't have this thought or we should change the thought, but just the receiving as it is. And yet, we can rest in a place of station or states of peace or consciousness, if you like. What I'm going to say is our mind has a dualistic think, dualistic thinking or way to say yes and no, this side, that side. You're right, this is wrong. Gay, not gay, normal, not normal. Mind does this. But if that is everything, then just we separate each other more and more. It's just a following tendency of the mind basic condition, but we also need to really remember and recognize this place of peace in the middle or station is available, which accommodate all the side from like to dislike to big to small, gray to white, gay, bisexual, old, young, Asian, Westerners, I agree, I do not agree, uh, terrorist, non-terrorist. All challenges are possible, but that's not everything. Because for, for this situation, it's not easy, yes, but if we just find the right word to solve everything, it may feel like a hopeless. 
But even in the middle of conflict, even in the middle of serious uh, confusion, but it is possible to recognize and come back to this place of resting. And today I used to go to the station. If it's a bit too cheap, uh, cheap word, you may say, place of peace or consciousness. That includes everything. And uh, the person is asking towards the end, and how can someone who is a single cope with being alone, being with one's thoughts, and the deep loneliness that can happen when living on one's own? Loneliness. Living as a single, living as a single, particularly when we get sick or older, we need help. So uh, as a, uh, how to say, basic condition, we are alone. We born alone, we grow older alone, we become sick alone, and we die alone. So it's a fundamental condition, being alone, lonely, lonely. But uh, I sense also that here the deep loneliness that can happen when living, living on one's own. So I sense that the person's particular emotional states of loneliness or longing for someone else to be. So the person says, how can someone who is a single cope with and so forth? I would say, you may not uh, want to listen to this answer, but uh, that's why we meditate. Meditate, not in a sense of we find a particular state of mind or anything like this. But uh, uh, again, the simile of train and then station, or mm, if we think of train, there is fundamental separateness is there. I, as I repeat, we born alone, we become old alone, and we die alone. And also the feeling of loneliness. But uh, also, being like this, and uh, staying in the place of station, or being with consciousness, This 
allows to have a feeling of loneliness. You know, when we think of, I do have this serious problem of loneliness, then usually we think, how can I overcome this? How can I get rid of this painful feeling or situation of loneliness in terms of action? That's why I have to find a partner. That's why, or how I cannot have this painful state of loneliness. But uh, when, when I say meditation, means we learn how to live with our condition, each of us. Either general condition of birth, old age, sickness, death, or particular personal tendency of loneliness. I need this. I miss this. Possibly deep, possibly painful voice, but it is possible to be with. This is, I would say, turning point. Because if we do not recognize this loneliness as a loneliness, we would continue the pattern. I need to find a partner. And just because of the nature, impermanent nature, we meet and for some reason, after some time, we separate and we miss again. And another pain. But we do not have a chance to see actual feeling of loneliness. How can we do this? So that's what I say, meditation. Stay quietly and patiently possibly, but to stay with a sense of loneliness. We, it is painful so that usually our tendency is just jump, mm, jump into, look for solution either to find the inspiring word, some method on the internet, or actual partners. But feeling of loneliness itself is possible to recognize, and it is possible to experience as it is by recognizing this place of station or what Rumpo would continually mention uh, consciousness or awareness. Another word, because this loneliness is, uh, we can say, empty feeling in ourselves. So something is being missed. Something like this. So, uh, immediate remedy, we would say often, is metta, loving kindness towards oneself. If we are lonely, why not? We ourselves provide something friendly to ourselves. It is logic. And, and then so, usual metta is, may I be well, may I be free from suffering. Yes, but also just, uh, I repeat again, recognizing and then stay, rest in a place of consciousness. Allowing 
ourselves to be ourselves, allowing even this painful state of loneliness, as loneliness. This is what we can do always. And I would think this is a kindness, kindest thing we can do. Um, I think this is from the same person, but different question. Dear Jan, what is the difference between thoughts, feelings, and emotions? Often, when I have the right intention to go to sleep at an appropriate time, an unconscious voice seems to get me to watch television or surf the net, and so on, until the early hours of the morning, which numbs me out and makes me very tired the next day. What advice might you have to help me to keep to my right intention? So this is, I think, the example of addiction, you know, the voice. And uh, yeah, I already used about the addiction, but so it is so common we see uh, in a society, as far as I understand, there are many people actually can be categorized as addicted, which means need a proper help. So uh, this is the first thing I want to say. This much you're repeating again and again. Mm. May I use the word? Professional help to seek professionals' uh, help. But also when, when, when we think of how to cope with addiction, very tempting thought was the person says, an unconsciousness voice seemed to get me on. So if we want to stop it, how can we stop it? I think first of all, we really need to recognize the, the problems of uh, in this case addiction to television or uh, internet because unless we see really this is a problem our taking action is maybe half-hearted like an example of alcoholic I'm not expert of it but what I learned is they repeat the same problem again, again, got cured a little bit, but start again, get cured again, and start again, until really make heavy mistakes and family, to lose the family, even to lose the health, and then social 
connection. And so it becomes really painful. Then, yes, I cannot continue anymore. You may say they hit the bottom. So uh, clear recognition of problem, clear recognition of the pain. Yes, I have to do something. Then uh, motivation is clear and strong. But if the motivation itself is weak or unclear, okay, I may try. I may do something. Yes, something is something. But addiction is far more tricky. And we go back to the same pattern. doesn't have to be addiction, but certain habit is like this. So when we want to, this is talking to myself, to overcome or learn from certain tendency or habit, first of all, we need to see pain or damage that is involved. Once we recognize it clearly, then our motivation to do something comes naturally. So that is, if the person is really looking for the answer, really recognize what's the situation, and the person to reflect on carefully, thoroughly. If you do not do this, and then continue again, it means you do not see the problem yet. Of course, then we continue the same thing. Um, just, it's getting longer. In this person, I, I came to learn from the person in charge of our uh, Sunday talk uh, setting. He, uh, he sent me six or seven questions, and then also he sent the questions, previous ajans. And I, I would say all the questions are interesting and helpful. Um, but uh, I also notice um, today a bit, I, 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 I like to be straight to this person. I, I, I hope this person still uh, is with me. Yeah, the person has many questions, and many of them are actually painful. Uh, but I, I feel somehow, well, because other questions are about uh, the world, uh, mala delusion regarding atrocity created by groups of people, for example, Holocaust, labor, Nankin, cultural revolution, revolution, so forth or other matters. So he has many questions. And, and some of them are uh, painful. But um, how to say, I like to 
this person to learn how uh, to be peaceful. I'm not, certainly I'm not uh, refusing or rejecting all the questions, but um, somehow I feel like a, just a simile came up to me if we are in the forest or in front of some trees and the, the, just the mind continued to say, ah, what is this tree? What is the name? Or oh, where is this, ins uh, those insects? Is this dangerous? Or uh, how about the water, tomorrow's weather? What is the temperature? So the mind continues to talk about things, looking for the answers by words. But uh, I would like the person to, my word, stop. In this summary, just like a stop and then appreciating simply the trees. Even if the trees are not necessarily attractive, I mean the situation is not easy, but instead of engaged, allow the mind to compare the thought, where is the answer, what is the problem, there why I need to do this. And he used the word, uh, the hopeless, um, just like he went talk, uh, this is a different question, but um, uh, Mala and, okay, sorry, I, because I need to clarify what I'm talking about. The person's question, what do you think is a lot of voices in the head, Mala and delusion regarding atrocities created by groups of people, for example, the Holocaust, the rape of Nanking, the Cultural Revolution, and so on. And more recently, the rich getting so much richer at the expense of the poor, the climate crisis, the murder of George Floyd, the rise in anti-Asian hate crimes in the US and UK due to the COVID-19 related racism, etc., etc. Et and what can I do about the voice in my head that says it is hopeless to try to do anything about any of the above issues? Similar kind of questions he uh, raises. So, uh, what I want to say is the peace is not necessary you know, by finding all the answers to everything, or we cannot be happy and peaceful until all the problems find the answer. Even in the middle of the difficulties, even in the middle of unsettled issues, it is possible to find a peace. This is really what I wanted to say today and with this person. You know, if you think of, I'm doing back and forth, but it's a train, I need to find the answer for this train. This is ugly, this is difficult. How about this? How can I be? All looks important and relevant, even urgent. But if we're just simply allowing ourselves to engage with this, it is painful. And the person's words, yes, hopeless. But uh, just I like to invite the person to learn how to stop. Stop, it doesn't mean I'm saying, Refusing all these thinking, ah, 
no necessary or not relevant. No, not at all. But just stay how it is. Okay, the person is talking about his sexuality and then concern about the world or his tendency about maybe my word addiction to be in the television or and his worry about uh, strong feeling or loneliness. You know. This all goes to the trains, what to do, can I do, where is the answer, where, how, what, when. But uh, to stop, not by finding answer, not by forcing not to have any of this, but just simply stop. And then to be with how it is right now. Cannot be easy. Soon the voice, I guess, will come up. But how? Why? It's a kind of urge or drive to look for something. But then this is the time we need to be patient. Exactly the same as the voice of Mala. We need to find the answer. I need to come out. I need to understand. And we jump into the mode of action to do this, think this, but learn how to stop, stay with how it is. It requires patience, but maybe there is a sense of irritation, maybe there is a sense of loneliness, maybe there is a sense of restlessness, whatever, just honestly, openly experience it. And by the same time, at the same time, I believe, I hope and I believe we gradually recognize the place of peace. You may call it consciousness or you may call it just a station. Because when I really read, uh, when I read these questions, yes, I wanted to talk about all the questions too, but also I felt um, strong pain just underlying all the questions. So uh, uh, I wanted to mention this to this person. Sorry, maybe the rest of the audience uh, may not uh, be able to relate to the last part of what I was saying because I haven't read all of the questions, just maybe I read half of his questions, but uh, the, the, this is what I felt from them. and. Uh, I, need, I, I, I needed to um, comment on this. Hmm. It's quite late now. Usually I was told uh, uh, people here are invited to ask questions, but uh, I believe it is not uh, realistic to say that. So. Uh, uh, 
thank you for uh, staying with me until now and uh, um, I wish you a peaceful and uh, pleasant Sunday today thank you very much <laughs>